2020 has been an unusual year, to say the least. At the time of this podcast, it's May 8th, and in a normal year, the vast majority of golf courses in every province are open for play. But amid the current COVID-19 pandemic, that's not the case. Hello, my name is Mike Jiggins, editor of Turf and Rack. Golf is currently being played, or at least has been green-lighted for play by the middle of May, in every Canadian province except Ontario, Quebec, and Nova Scotia. The game was already being played in parts of British Columbia prior to the COVID-19 lockdown, and, without a provincial mandate in place on the West Coast, some regional health authorities temporarily shut down golf within their jurisdictions, while the game continued to be played in other areas, albeit with new rules in place aimed at stopping the spread of the virus. BC became the trailblazer in Canada for so-called pandemic golf, implementing a series of new guidelines designed to protect both golf course staff and golfers alike. As March turned into April, bringing along more favorable weather, golf courses throughout the rest of Canada began conditioning their courses in anticipation of the new season. But their openings would be determined by their respective provincial governments under the advisement of provincial health authorities. In British Columbia, strict new policies were implemented to keep staff safe that not only included physical distancing measures, but sanitizing nearly everything in sight and most especially common touch points such as door handles, light switches, and countertops. To prevent the spread, maintenance staff were dedicated to unshared equipment. Understanding golf's importance to the economy and knowing the game was a perfect example of an activity that could be played safely as long as physical distancing measures were followed, new policies were implemented to allow golfers to play the game. Such measures included raising the hole so that golfers didn't have to place their hands inside the cup, removing rakes from bunkers, removing ball washers and benches, and allowing only one golfer to a cart. British Columbia has proven this can work, allowing for compromise that saves jobs and allows individuals to seek some exercise and enjoyment amid a serious health threat. We had the chance to catch up with Darren Kalanyuk, president of the Canadian Golf Superintendents Association and superintendent at Winnipeg's St. Boniface Golf Club, to talk about the various provincial openings and the safety protocols that have been implemented to allow golf to be played. The CGSA has played a role in crafting some of these protocols and has been keeping a close eye on how these are working. What input did the CGSA have in developing the safety protocols for golf course maintenance staff across Canada, really? Yeah, you know what, I, I think at all times, uh, you know, we, we led with uh, the health and safety as the number one priority. You know, CGSA gathered a lot of information from a few different sources to help develop what we thought would be a a great general safety protocol slash template for golf courses to use across the country. The emphasis on making sure they follow the, the guidelines uh, approved by their provincial health authorities and uh, medical health officers uh, first and foremost. We got a hold of uh, John McClendon at the uh, Ladies Club in Toronto, Paul Robertson at the Victoria Golf Club and the Alberta Golf Course Superintendent Association. Uh, they were gra- gracious enough to... Uh, let us see their guidelines and helped us develop what we put uh, forward today. What uh, input did the association have in developing the safety protocols for the golfers themselves? Did you have uh, some input into that? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, once again, it, it was definitely a joint effort uh, by uh, uh, the NAGA partners, you know, the, uh, the CSCM, NGCOA Canada, uh, mm-hmm. PGA Canada, Golf Canada. You know, they really helped develop those protocols for the golfers and then the CGSA's uh, position was definitely on the health and safety to focus uh, uh, for the golfers as well. 
And, uh, you know, we all drew from established golfer protocols from BC uh, and many of the American uh, states where similar safety protocols uh, had already successfully been tested. Did the, um, the CDSA work with any of the provincial associations as well in helping to develop uh, these protocols? We felt that since the provincial governments are, uh, are definitely responsible for these uh, health and safety regulations, uh, the provincial allied associations uh, needed to lead those communications with the support uh, of CGSA and, and the other golf associations supporting them all across Canada. With uh, British Columbia serving as the trailblazer for pandemic golf and the first to introduce safety measures for both maintenance staff and golfers, what did you learn from that experience? You know what, I believe uh, BC did a great job of, uh, of implementing a lot of new, uh, let's just say, normal practices and guidelines uh, and executing them very well from, from what we've uh, heard and seen. You know, I I really feel that they did a, a fantastic job, for sure. Now, did Manitoba or any of the other provinces take what they had in place and, and tweak them or perfected them a little bit uh, based on the um, the template that BC put out? With uh, the health inspectors, you know, validating the, the safety protocols um, at the numerous uh, BC golf courses, um, you know, we were very confident with, with uh, our recommendations to the public health officers in the other provinces. There wasn't much uh, tweaking that, that needs to be done. Yeah. From what I understand, each province uh, pretty much has its own set of guidelines, certain things that uh, pertain to one province that don't pertain to another. What are some of the differences in some of the safety protocols from province to province that uh, that you've noticed applying to both maintenance workers and golfers? Yeah, uh, you know what? I think the the provincial variances don't really alter the fundamental compliance uh, with physical distancing, disinfecting, removal of touch points, and uh, and uh, no group activities. Some public health officers, you know, just opted to add temporary extra precautions beyond the normal safety protocols. For example, you know, one province might uh, require a set tea time interval, uh, while another province might just require that each uh, group of golfers uh, be properly spaced out on the property. The safety factors are being accomplished just basically the same either way. How closely is the CGSA keeping tabs on what's happening in, in provinces that have so far opened for golf? Even before the courses uh, were, were opening, uh, the CGSA board implemented uh, weekly meetings just to see where the provinces were at and, and what uh, was happening on the courses uh, so far. And uh, once courses started opening, uh, you know, there's definitely good communication within the industry. And, um, you know, from what we've heard, uh, you know, it's, we're pleased to, to note the safety protocols have been implemented uh, quite easily and golfers are, are, aren't uh, having any troubles uh, with the minor uh, adjustments required so far. Now that uh, golf is open for play in Manitoba, what, what can you tell us about how these protocols are working in the province in general and perhaps at your course uh, specifically? From all the conversations that, uh, that I'm hearing within Manitoba, um, you know, is that the safety protocols seem to be working quite well. And, uh, and, and similar to what I mentioned, the golfers are having really no trouble with the, with the adjustment. You know, at my club specifically, our team uh, has checkpoints 
system working flawlessly uh, with uh, greeters up around the clubhouse and out onto the course, including marshals. You know, we uh, were limiting uh, uh, all all touch points necessary and having a lot of signage out on the course. You know, our, our main goal at St. Boniface is making sure everyone is enjoying themselves while adhering uh, to the physical distancing. Are you finding any of these measures um, perhaps might still need a little bit of work uh, to make them more efficient? You know, the safety procedures for staff teams are, I think, is working pretty well. Um, you know, it just requires a little bit of training ahead of time. And uh, for the golfers, the courses, like I mentioned, uh, added a lot of signs, uh, greeters to manage the process to the first tee. You know, there's marshals out on the course to ensure that all golfers are continuing to adhere to proper physical distancing. And and once once a few basic touch points are removed, such as the bunker rakes and so on, uh, you know, uh, the experience from the first tee to the to the 18th green is uh, is in my mind is incredibly safe. I guess you can look at it as basically a 10-kilometer walk through uh, uh, acres of <laughs> nature with plenty of open spaces for physical distancing uh, with the groups. I was just reading this morning um, that one golf course, their biggest concern is the what happens between the parking lot and the first tee more so than what's actually happening on the golf course. Is that a, a big issue? Not right now. Uh, from what we've seen, uh, especially, you know, just taken uh, from, from our course, uh, you know, I think we have the protocol set up where we have uh, signs posted. Uh, you know, the, uh, the greeters will uh, take all the information from the golfers, uh, get their bags out, make sure everything's disinfected, and let them know that they have to wait in the parking lot until they're called up to the tee box. So I don't, I don't see any uh, problems uh, stemming from that. Uh, it, like I said, it seems everybody's, you know, kind of following the protocols quite well. What are you hearing from golfers uh, regarding some of the maintenance practices that are rather limited at this time and, and even uh, such things as unmaintained bunkers? From what I've heard, most golfers are are pretty understanding and are embracing uh, of the minor changes to the maintenance practices thus far. And, are, and, and I believe they're just happy to be able to get out on uh, out on the course and enjoy the outdoors and, uh, and the golf in general with such things as un, unmaintained bunkers, it really hasn't, uh, hasn't been an issue at all. I guess a lot of, uh, from what I understand, a lot of golf courses are reducing foursomes to threesomes. Uh, I did read today, though, that there's one that is allowing foursomes, mind you, one person to a cart unless they belong to the same household. With these many uh, golf carts, uh, carts on the course at the time, at the same time, is this uh, contributing to the challenge of maintenance in any way? Well, in uh, in Manitoba, uh, you know, the province has allowed for foursomes to go out. Um, so, you know, we are seeing the four carts uh, uh, out on the uh, out on the course uh, at the same time. And, you know, I really haven't seen it contributing to any challenges uh, so far. Uh, you know, all cart rules are, are normally in effect at the same time and, you know, depending on the conditions of the course as well. I believe you might see a little extra wear and tear, some maybe some added fuel and hydro expenses at the end of the season just because they're going out more often. Has the uh, CGSA speculated on how rounds uh, played this year might compare to those of previous years in terms of numbers? Yeah, um, you know, in conversations with, with our CEO, Jeff Calderwood, 
you know, he did uh, indicate that golf courses are extremely busy. You know, since uh, golf is much safer than than other sports and and entertainment at uh, at this time, we do have an advantage that will keep the rounds played numbers strong despite uh, some cancelled uh, group events. And uh, he also mentioned that we're seeing this trend in in every province that has opened uh, for golf so far. We feel that the enthusiasm for golf may may even uh, have uh, grown this year towards the end. With the need for ongoing uh, green fee revenue at public courses and, and not being able to host tournaments and not being able to provide for post-golf meals and beverages, uh, has, has this also meant a, a pause in, say, league play? Or are leagues, uh, from what you understand, uh, still going? You know, in in our opinion, you know, leagues certainly can offer the same normal full full service uh, that uh, that they normally do. So, you know, I think uh, they're they're either going to be scaled down to avoid uh, the group activity or maybe be postponed. You know, most uh, public courses, even in in Manitoba here, seem to be recovering a lot of that lost revenue. Uh, in my mind, or will be. Uh, recovering a lot of that rest, lost uh, revenue through individual golfer uh, bookings. I think the the demand is actually higher than the normal right now of what we've seen. And, you know, courses aren't needing to, to discount much uh, for the early season play, which, uh, which also helps uh, us protect our operating budgets. So do you see... Um... This is perhaps uh, one of the good things to come about uh, from this uh, pandemic, that perhaps uh, this is just the push that golf needs, um, you know, for the future, that uh, because of the enthusiasm that's being shown this year? I do. Uh, You know, like I was saying, uh, Canadians love golf, which is uh, typically, you know, why it's the most played sport in the the country every year. There's uh, maybe a few minor inconveniences that aren't going to deter them. And they're, they're still coming out uh, quite a bit just for the fact that they've been kind of uh, stuck inside a little bit. And, uh, you know, they're being able to get outdoors. And, uh, you know, golf is a great social distancing uh, activity. At this uh, point in time, uh, golf has not yet been given the green light in Ontario and Quebec and, and even Nova Scotia, for that matter. Certainly, I know here in Ontario, you know, people are waiting with bated breath to uh, to know when they might be able to get out there. Normally, the courses are open by mid-April, typically in southern Ontario anyway. We're already into May. And uh, do you have any insight or any speculation as to when you think golf might open in Ontario and Quebec? Uh, you know, uh, we don't. Uh, we don't. Uh, that's that's left up to, the uh, to uh, once again, the, uh, the, the provincial health authorities and, and the, the health officers uh, in those provinces. You know, comparing to to other provinces uh, such as Manitoba, you know, uh, we're we're starting to see our COVID numbers kind of drop, and a lot of the uh, um, the new cases uh, are very limited, with maybe one one a day. Uh, as of late, uh, the curve has been flattening out quite a bit in Manitoba. So, you know, it's hard to say. I feel that uh, until the the, the curves start to flatten out a little bit, you may not see uh, the the golf happening right away, but uh, you know it's hard to speculate on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that uh, there are a lot of people who are hopeful that maybe by the Victoria Day weekend. Um, I'm thinking it might be a little closer to June myself. 
For now, is it still full steam ahead for the Canadian Golf Industry Show in November? So right now, you know what, uh, we're we're kind of meeting. All the all the associations are are meeting to discuss. You know uh, the future plans. Uh, you know there's so many uncertainties right now. We're we're all in talks right now to to come up with a uh, an answer of whether it uh, it is going to happen uh, or if it's going to be postponed. Like I said, I, I think there's just so many unknowns right now, uh, and until the the government actually kind of sees how I guess how how things work out with uh, with a lot of things reopening. You know, we can't really host a large group of, of people, so exactly. that that could uh, definitely affect uh, whether or not uh, the the conference uh, is a go. As Ontario anxiously awaits word on when its golf courses can open for play, the Ontario Golf Superintendents Association has prepared a document to assist member clubs to help prepare staff to be ready for golf in the shadow of a health crisis. The document includes considerations for communications with the pro shop, staff considerations, job assignments, operations, course setup, and disinfecting procedures. It recommends there be no on-course accessories at all, including benches, rakes, ball washers, coolers, tea markers, no garbage can lids, scorecard boxes, 150-yard stakes, hazard stakes, and ball retrievers. It also recommends there be ample signage to warn golfers of hazards of COVID-19 and remind them about physical distancing policies. To read this well-prepared document in its entirety, please visit our website at www.turfandrec.com and go to the Editor's Picks section. For more information about how each province is dealing with golf course safety policies amid the COVID-19 pandemic, visit the CGSA's New Look website at www.golfsupers.com. Be sure to frequently visit our website at www.turfandrec.com to learn about future podcasts.